You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Okay, so today we're going to talk about living by Jesus' example as pertaining to how he related to the Father. These are from five very short blog posts, and the topics will be he lived in an ongoing awareness of his Father's love, he was very confident in his relationship with the Father, he knew the Father cared for him, and he trusted in the Father. And so looking to the Lord for help, let's talk about looking at Jesus as our example. For those who want to live from the Holy Spirit's empowering, from the Lord's leading, from the inside out, it can be difficult to admit that disciples are also called to allow that which is outside of them, outside of us, to guide us and to empower us. Now, in conjunction with the scriptures, one thing, perhaps the primary thing, is supposed to influence our behavior and inform our decision. Well, what is that? We learn from the scriptures that we are to let Jesus' example be our standard. We learn about Jesus' example from the scriptures. Paul wrote, we find this in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Be imitators of me, just as I also am of the Messiah. A wise builder of homes starts with the foundation. Jesus told us to dig deep and build our lives upon a rock. If we are to live in the light of the Messiah's lifestyle, we would be wise to ask ourselves, where do I begin? And my answer to that, and I think this may be the Lord's wisdom, is to begin where Jesus began. He started his ministry in the heightened awareness of his Father's love. I'm certain God's incarnate Son always knew his Father's love. Before the Messiah's life changed, before he began to actively display his Father's will, God revealed his love again and affirmed his relationship to his Son. This accompanied the anointing of the Holy Spirit at Jesus' immersion. When Jesus was baptized, in Mark 1.11 it's recorded, a voice came out of the heavens, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. The one who heard Father's words of love lives in you. He indwells you for the same reason Father anointed Jesus with his Spirit. Like Jesus, you are beloved, called, and chosen. The time to believe this is now. The time to live like Jesus is now. Don't wait. The older we get, the more we may tend to rightly treasure God's love. Nothing is more valuable and nothing is more certain. Like Jesus who indwells us, let us live our lives aware of our Creator's love. Since this is something God wants to give, let us pursue our Father for an intensifying of our experience of the love he has for us, and let's walk in that reality. Living by Jesus' example, too, 
he was very confident in his relationship with the Father. In Mark chapter 9, verse 7, this is written, A cloud formed overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. Now, this is the second time in Mark's Gospel we read of Father's public affirmation of Jesus. The first, as we spoke, was at Jesus' immersion. This verse we just read may be found at the conclusion of the disciples' experience of Jesus' glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. In Mark, Father first speaks of his love for his Son to his Son. However, in this verse, we find God addressing the Lord's disciples about his Son in the hearing of his Son. When you know God's love, confidence results. Look at what happened next. When Jesus descended, he ran into a commotion. There was a crowd gathered around his disciples and scribes were arguing with them. What caused this? Well, a demon-possessed child caused this. His apostles, Jesus' apostles, were unable to deliver this boy. Perhaps the scribes were disputing with the disciples to attack the authority of their rabbi, Jesus. Perhaps their argument was that if Jesus was legit, they should have been able to help this family. What Yeshua did next demonstrated extraordinary confidence in the Father's support. Was he confident? Yes, he was. He said, Mark 9, verse 19, see, bring him to me, bring that child to me. He summoned the child and the demon began to manifest. Unruffled, Jesus asked the question about the background of this affliction and bypassing the father's unbelief, rebuked the spirit which promptly left. Jesus demonstrated empowered confidence. It followed his father's affirmation. I think this is a valuable example. God loves you just like he loves Jesus. Be confident in your relationship with Father just like Jesus. Third post, living by Jesus' example. He knew the Father cared for him. John chapter 15 verse 9, The Lord said, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. When the Messiah taught the Sermon on the Mount, he revealed how he lived in the presence of the Father. A major section in the Lord's instruction was about developing our awareness of the Father's care. Now I'm going to read several verses here. This is a thorough teaching of the Messiah. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. 
But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the nations, the Gentiles, eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 through 33. I find these verses to be remarkably challenging. Now, please, let's, let's rehearse verse 32. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. When the Lord Jesus said, your father knows, he was not merely speaking about that of which God is cognizant. Jesus was appealing to his listeners to believe in the care of the father who cares. Follow me in this. A normal father loves his children. A good father is an image of the good father. A father is generally not considered to be good at being a father if he does not provide for his children. Is our father good at being a father? Yes, he is. Jesus had great confidence in his father's provision. He taught us to pray for and expect daily bread. Matthew 6 verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. In reliance upon his father, he multiplied bread for multitudes. Matthew 14, verse 19b, He blessed the food, and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. We are to rely upon God through Jesus in the same way Jesus relied upon his Father. Remember, God loves you just like he loves Jesus. He will provide for you just like he provided for Jesus and provided through Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 9, The Lord said, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. The Messiah was confident of his Father's care. As we grow in our awareness of the love of God, we will share that confidence. That type of confidence is part of the sanctification process. It is good for us rely on Father's love, surely he will care for you. Living by Jesus' example, he trusted in the Father. John 15 verse 9 again, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. In Hebrews, it seems to be indicated that the Lord Jesus is trusting God at this very hour. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise, and again I will put my trust in him. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 11-13a. through 13a. Look at that. I will put my trust in him. His trust in the Father is communicated to us through his presence with us and in us. Jesus is with us and in us by the Holy Spirit. Amazing. The trust in God we experience is an impartation of the Messiah's trust in him in 
and through our hearts. Our trust in God is fellowship with Jesus. Trust in God is a necessary ingredient of our emotional health. The more trust, the better. If things fall apart after having trusted God, the faithful, faith-filled believer resorts to God for replenished strength and renews his trust in the God that any onlooker might say failed that trusting person. We revert to Romans 8 verses 29, 28 and 29. All things are working together for our good because we love God and are called according to his purpose. Even the worst things in life can be turned to gold if we trust in God because through our trust-based relationship, we are being transformed into the image of God's Son. Let's talk about impossible circumstances. Look how Abraham negotiated the impossible demand to sacrifice Isaac. Hebrews 11 verses 17 through 19. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise people from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. That's how Jesus trusted the Father. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21-24 through 24, For you have been called for this purpose, since Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. Jesus entrusted himself to the one who judges righteously. Again, amazing. Through your trust in the God who loves you, just like he loves Jesus, you can entrust yourself to God too. John 15 verse 9, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. As with Jesus, there is a resurrection awaiting all who trust in the Son of God. He loves you in the same way his Father loved him. He has the power to bring all things to completion. So trust. 1 Peter 4 verse 19 Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful Creator in doing what is right. 1 Peter 4 verse 19 Let's do that. In our final post, Living by Jesus' example, this is the fifth one, the Lord entrusted himself to the Father. Psalm 71, verse 6, By you I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. The Lord Jesus knew the scriptures. He knew his people's history. He knew the oracles of Israel. He knew what specifically spoke of himself. 
Just look at how the Lord opened up the scriptures on the road to Emmaus. The foundation of the Messiah's confidence in Father was found not only in his people's history and prophecies, but in his own story. Throughout his life, Father sustained Jesus. He never took that for granted. He continually praised God according to the scriptures, and he utilized the Psalms. Upon the basis of Father continually sustaining him in life, Jesus was able to entrust himself to the Father in death. Imagine the Lord meditating upon the Psalms and praying that which was appropriate to his life situation. Psalm 31 verses 1 through 5. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me quickly. Be to me a rock of strength, a stronghold to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. For your namesake you will lead me and guide me. You will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have ransomed me, O Lord, God of truth. We know Jesus meditated and prayed through this psalm. We know this because we recall the Messiah's words from the cross. Luke 23, verse 46. Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. The Lord believed that Father would raise him from the dead. Jesus the Messiah knew the psalm Peter quoted at Pentecost. I am certain that Psalm 16 was a source of strength for the Lord. Acts 2, verse 25 through 28. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue exulted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. My flesh also will live in hope. You will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. The Lord Jesus believed Psalm 16. He trusted in God, and God helped him. Because we are in the Messiah, there is a promised resurrection to every rotten circumstance. Therefore, let's joyfully, boldly, in the face of any adversity, and trust ourselves to Father. In the same way he cared for Jesus, he will care for us. He will preserve us. He will rescue us. He will bring us into the fullness of our destinies. Remember God's words. Meditate upon and pray the Psalms. Recall your history with God. Psalm 71 verse 6. By you I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Relying upon Father's love, Jesus entrusted himself to God. Jesus lives in you because he loves you. 
by his power you can follow his example and in fellowship with his spirit and trust yourself to god let us live according to jesus's example let jesus's example in the scriptures encourage us to trust in him to trust in his love to trust in father to trust in the father's love just as he did have a wonderful day god bless you love and war is written and presented by david harwood editing is by david and sammy avino who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books, God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion, which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on love and war, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com As always, please remember to share love and war and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.